daily Los Angeles Angels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in with your host, Brent McGuire. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Shohei Otani, the starting pitcher and the leadoff hitter for Sunday spring training game against the San Diego Padres. But before getting into the episode, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. And as a reminder, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at BMAGS94. You can find the Locked on Angels podcast under the same name on Twitter. You can follow my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the Shohei Otani experience on Sunday. I, for one, had a great time watching him do some things on a baseball field that, quite frankly, should not be capable of being done by any human being, and it was just an absolute blast to watch. So we're going to dive into all things Shohei Otani today. Before we get into the episode, I did want to play a little snippet of the locker room session that I had last Friday. As I discussed towards the end of the week, we are doing a new audio a media platform type of thing here at the Locked On Podcast Network through the new Locker Room app. And essentially, there is a set time each week in the case of Locked On Angels that is going to be most likely Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. You download the app for iOS users on the Apple Store. You click the link. You hop in. You ask some questions. We have some conversations and so on and so forth. So I only had one person show up, but I had a great conversation with an Angels fan named Chad Smithers, who is from Memphis, Tennessee, and I wanted to play a little clip just to kind of get an idea of what this is about. I'm hoping that we can kind of build on this, and again, that's going to be something I try to do every Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Did you grow up around Anaheim? Like, what made you become an Angels fan? No, um, I have lived in Memphis probably for the last about 38, 40 years. Um, it's one of those stories that, you know, you kind of like you have your dad's story. Uh, my dad was trying to teach me a lesson when I was a little kid and said, you know, you pick a team and you stay with them. That's how you, you know, you go through the good times and the bad times. So uh, I remember I was a young, young kid. This tells you, but I remember I really liked Reggie Jackson. Like, I just remember liking him, like seeing him on TV and he went to the Angels. And uh, my dad was like, okay, well, you know, you pick the Angels, you got to stay with them. Like, that's, that's it. So, 81, 82 is when I came on. And wow. uh, then by the, time, by the time I started figuring out, like, my own guy, it was Wally Joyner. Once I got Wally Joyner, that was... Uh... So, once again, these conversations are going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Fridays. That might change from time to time, but I'm going to try to keep this as consistent as possible. And, yeah, like, if you want to join and you have an iPhone, you've got access to it, just come hop on a call. I don't know how long these are going to end up blasting or how this is totally going to go. But yeah, it, it's going to be kind of a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the first conversation. But now let's move on to the major news of the day, and that is Shohei Otani. I know I had a podcast titled, This is the Shohei Otani Podcast, last week, and 
He's just giving us more and more reasons to continue talking about him. So there was some anticipation for his start on Sunday because we knew he was going to play the San Diego Padres on the road. We got confirmation later on in the week that he was going to go up against Blake Snell. So just from that perspective, you knew this was going to be a fun game to watch. The Padres obviously have been one of the most exciting teams over the last year in terms of their play and the additions that they've made. And they came out with a very good lineup on Sunday's game. They had Fernando Tatis Jr., batting second and playing shortstop. They had other regulars in the lineup, but we had an added twist to this game. Not only did Shohei Otani make his third start on the mound, he was also the leadoff hitter for this game. And if that sounds like it's crazy, it's because it is. According to Matt Birch, who is the communications manager for the Angels, he found that this type of instance has not happened in Major League Baseball since 1916. We have not seen a starting pitcher lead off the game and the same exact game in over a hundred years. So again, it's just another reminder of how crazy uh, Shohei Otani is. And yes, I know it's a spring training game. I'm fully aware of that, but it's just nuts that he was able to do this. And not only did Otani do this, but he passed this test with just flying colors. And it was just so much fun to watch. And Otani really, he did not disappoint on either side of the ball. So on the mound, Otani touched 102 miles per hour in the same at bat against Fernando Tatis Jr. We saw the really good splitter, really good slider. He had a couple really big curveballs that froze the opposing batters. He threw four innings of one run ball, had five strikeouts, and had strikeouts against Fernando Tatis Jr. and Will Myers. And then at the plate, Otani reached base all three times. He had a single against Blake Snell. He had a single against Mark Melanson, a ball that nearly went out. And just the day as a whole was really, truly incredible. I kind of wanted to go through this outing just event by event because it was that exciting to see what this guy was able to do over his four plus innings as both a pitcher and as a hitter. So Shohei Otani comes up first in this game. They're the road team playing on the road against the Padres and leads off the game against the aforementioned Blake Snell. The guy wastes no time getting this game started. He sees a fastball on the second pitch of the game, whacks it the other way for a leadoff single. I don't believe we got the exit velocity on this single, but he hit this ball quite well. We had the vintage Otani helmet falling off, all of that kind of stuff, but Really, just a great start to his day. Again, Blake Snell, one of the best pitchers in the sport, especially as a lefty against a lefty. Otani wastes no time getting on base. So, Otani starts the game with a base hit against, you know, a top 20 or so starter in the sport and immediately has to turn around and face the top of the Padres lineup. And this was not the full A squad lineup, but they had some of their very good regulars in there, including. Fernando Tatis Jr. So first batter triples down the line. This was a ball that just, it was located perfectly. He hit the ball pretty well, but just happened to roll in the corner, lead off triple to start the game. So it was a little bit different for his start to the day on the mound, but then he quickly turns it around. Next batter facing Fernando Tatis Jr. Goes down 2-0 on the count, gets it back even, and then strikes him out on this just nasty, nasty splitter. Gets out of the inning, only allows one run, 
He's sitting at 95 miles per hour, according to several of the beat writers. Touches 99 miles per hour. And yeah, just an exciting all-around first inning. We're seeing this guy do the same thing on the same game. And that is a new thing that we have not seen from Shohei Otani. So the rest of the day just gets more and more exciting. Has a great, great rest of the day. Reaches base a couple more times. We see him flashing the great stuff on the mounds. So you fast forward to the third inning. Otani has his second at bat at the plate against Blake Snell and and goes down with strikes in the count, works his way to a walk, laid off a couple really good breaking balls from Blake Snell and really well-located breaking balls as well, including a slider that was kind of on the outer edge of the plate, a little bit below the zone, but just a great, great take from Otani. Just looks really comfortable at the plate all the way around. Comes out for the bottom of the third inning, has another bat against Fernando Tatis Jr. Hits 102 miles per hour, according to the TrackMan data at the stadium. Originally, we thought it was 101 miles per hour, which, yeah, that's really, really fast, obviously, but we got confirmation later on from the Angels PR group that, yeah, he actually hit 101.9 miles per hour, so that was closer to 102 than 101, and it's just unfathomable to think that this guy was doing the same thing in the same game. And there was a a pretty fun tweet from Sarah Langs who said, Angels pitchers have thrown one pitch faster than this in the regular season plus postseason in the pitch tracking era. That's since 2008. Jordan Walden in 2010 hit 102.2 miles per hour. So this has only been done by one other pitcher in an Angels uniform in the regular season over the last decade or so. So again, just it's absolutely crazy bonkers stuff. So Otani actually finds himself in trouble in this third inning a little bit. He loads the bases, has a couple of walks, but is able to get out of it. He had this little sequence to Jerickson Profar, another guy who's going to be playing significant time for the San Diego Padres. Otani hits 100 miles per hour against Profar, finishes off the bat with this just filthy curveball on the outer half of the plate, gets him freezing, gets out of the inning, and just, again, just just disgusting stuff from Otani. So Otani's last big event of the day, he comes up for his third plate appearance after he gets through his fourth inning, faces Mark Belanson, a veteran reliever who's been in the league for about a decade now, throws a really good curveball to Otani who waits back on it, crushes it the other way, that one hops to the wall, Otani almost had a double, slides too hard into second base and pops off the back so they tag him out. So this was like his one big mistake on the day was just a hard slide into second base. And that was the last action that we saw Otani have on the day. But it was just a, it was a crazy day. Four innings on the mound, five strikeouts, one run at the plate, has two base hits and a walk. And you're just seeing what he's done as a whole this entire spring. And on the mound, he struck out 14 batters in eight innings. He sat in the upper 90s on his fastball. He has flashed those three-plus secondary pitches. And some of the guys he struck out so far this spring include Fernando Tatis Jr., Will Myers, Jose Abreu, Matt Olson, Yasmani Grandal, Yoan Moncada, Mark Canna, and Mitch Moreland. Again, it's just wild to see what he's doing on the mound. But at the same time, at the plate, He's got a 1.836 OPS. He's got four home runs, two of which were over 460 feet that traveled over the batter's eye. 
at Tempe Diablo Stadium. One of those came against Shane Bieber, who won the Cy Young last year. You put it all together, no guy has performed as well, created more storylines than Shohei Otani so far this spring. Again, we've talked about it time and time again. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. You don't want to get super duper excited about spring training stats, but at this point, it's hard to not be absolutely stoked about what Otani is doing. He looks comfortable on both sides of the ball. He's doing exactly what we all thought he could potentially do in the major leagues, and it's just been so fun to watch. Coming up here in a bit, we're going to hear directly from Shohei Otani himself and his interpreter, Ipe Mizahura, and we're going to hear from manager Joe Madden. But first, let me tell you about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing, and we've got the MLB regular season coming soon. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So we're going to switch gears a little bit now. We're going to continue talking about Otani's day, but we're going to kind of hear from Otani himself and Joe Madden just about how the day went. Can he do this two-way thing on the same days? Does he want to do it? How did he feel after the game? All of those kind of things. So I want to dive first into Otani himself. So he was talking through his translator, Ipi Mizahura, who you have probably heard and seen from time to time, and just talking about the Otani experiment of him doing both things at the same time. Yeah, I don't really feel much ex- extra um, fatigue or anything. I just I hit about for 10 minutes in the cage before I came over here and back in Tempe. I got on base, but I didn't really steal, bit, steal any bags or anything, so fatigue-wise, um, not too, it's not, it hasn't been that so much different from before. Yeah, I mean, I would like, to, I would love to do this during the season too. And if I could um, get, get my own, own uh, run support for myself, that'll give me extra confidence on the mound to be more aggressive rather than um, the runs that my teammates got for me. I feel there's more responsibility to those ones. But as long as I create those ones, I think I feel more comfortable. So I found some of these comments to be pretty interesting. It sounds like Otani definitely wants to do this uh, during the season. He wants to do both things. And that kind of creates an interesting dilemma for the Angels. I think it's a good one if you're talking about who you'd rather have on those specific days. Like when Otani's pitching, you're talking about, do you want Albert Pujols in his age 40 season? Or do you want Otani batting? And yes, we talked about it recently about the fact that if they decide to forego the DH, that means they have to have the pitcher spot for the rest of the game. So you can use pinch hitters and stuff, but there's no chance to go back to the DH. So you do run the risk of Otani maybe having a bad start on the mound 
and then being stuck with the pitcher's position at the plate. On the flip side, if Otani gives you five or six innings and you get him at the plate, not only is that going to give you the best chance to win, but it's just going to be fun. We're talking about trying to make this Angels team more fun this year. It's not just about winning. It's about creating a more entertaining product on the field. And I absolutely vouch for this idea. If Otani wants to do it, the Angels feel good about it. Why not? There's no reason to not do this. So there are some other interesting comments that they touched on. And I wanted to kind of play this clip about Otani, I guess, reaching that potential from the hype that he had uh, before coming over to the United States. Yeah, I'm very excited to show what I can do. I mean, that's why I came here um, back in 2018. I'm sure I've disappointed a lot of people the last couple of years by being hurt and not being able to show that. But I want to try my best to be able to show everyone what I, I'm capable of. So I thought this was some thoughtful, insightful commentary from Otani. And I think it's really easy to kind of forget that this is a human being trying to get acclimated to an entirely new country. A guy that came over to a new country is trying to do this two-way thing. He's gone through the injuries and not to mention going through the pandemic like we all went through last year. A lot of things have kind of been a roadblock for him. And I think we're at the point where he's fully healthy enough. He's been here for long enough. He's kind of coming into his prime and we're seeing all of these skills just reach that culmination at the same time. And man, it's really just exciting to see. So we're going to switch over to some of the comments from Joe Madden. Didn't want to spend too much time here, but there was a comment about Otani when he kind of finds himself in trouble and is able to work out of it. Pretty outstanding. Um, Played a complete game, great at bats. He was really good on the mound. Uh, ground ball triple got him in trouble for the only run infield out, but he was really good. I thought the velocity was good, the command was good, his other pitches were good. The uh, curve slider split, everything was working today. And I'm sure you could see he was look uh, very composed with the whole thing on the mound in the dugout. Uh, warmed up, come down against Snell. It's a bullet to left field, left center. Pretty good, pretty really, really good all-around day. He definitely has another gear. I mean, when there's when there, the other team's threatening, uh, there's another level of all of his pitches. It's just a matter of him figuring out how to kind of get to that point a little bit more consistently. Um, again, to just not not put himself in that position, kind of. Uh, but he definitely has another gear when it gets hot. Um, as the season's in progress, we'll just watch and see what that looks like. But like I said, everything he was throwing today was really good. And the fastball command was there. So as you heard Joe Madden say, there is kind of this next level that Otani is able to reach once he gets a couple of guys on base and he's able to get out of it. And I do think that this is something that Otani is definitely going to be able to clean up. Again, it's important to remember this guy has not pitched anything close to a full season in quite some time. And as he gets more reps, I think this is something he's going to be able to work on. And I fully expect him to get better at that because we see the stuff. The command is really there for the most part. He's got the good stuff, the good command, poise on the mound, everything you want from a really good starting pitcher. And I really do think that just giving him more reps, letting him go out there and get his, however many starts it's going to end up being, just let him get those reps. And I think this is something that he'll improve upon. But yeah, we heard nothing but pretty darn good reviews from Manager Joe Madden, Otani seems to be happy about the performance, and I think the rest of baseball 
and the fans probably feel the same way about the unique performance that Otani just had on Sunday. We're going to wrap up this episode here in a little bit, but first, let me tell you about Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter to see today's matchup. And remember to use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order. That's locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Beginning this Wednesday, the locked on MLB podcast is featuring one of our biggest events of the year the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. Follow the Locked On MLB podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast from. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Angels. As always, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at bmags94 and you can follow the podcast at Locked On Angels. Want to give you a little update on the Schedule for the rest of this week. On Wednesday, we have Division Day. We're going to talk with the guys over at Locked On Astros about what to expect from them and the Angels this upcoming season. And today, as you're hearing this, we're 10 days away from opening day. So it's basically here. It is getting close. And we're going to try to get you as prepared as possible for the season. So in terms of what to expect moving forward, I think we're going to kind of just do the spring trading thing for another week, just kind of go through all of the events, try to do projections, predictions, all of that kind of stuff. And then next week, I think we'll kind of do a couple of episodes dedicated to just predictions for the season, what to expect, and all of that kind of stuff. So before we get out of here for today, as usual, the recommended reading for you, quite frankly, I did not read read a ton this weekend, so... I'm going to pitch my own article that I wrote at Crashing the Pearly Gates. Basically, everything we've talked about in today's episode, with the caveat that instead of listening to me talk about Shohei Otani, you can see some of the highlights. So I kind of put together some of his best moments from the start on Sunday, the strikeouts, hitting 102, hitting the ball really hard to the play, all that kind of stuff. So I will link that in the podcast description. But in the meantime, that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, Thank you for joining. Stay safe out there and we will talk some Angels baseball on Tuesday.